Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 150. Can you say sesquicentennial? My name is Josh Canal. To my left, as always, Mr. Ross McQueen. What? Oh, I mean, hey, hey. Sorry, I got no cans. <laughs> no cans! It's for the uh, video podcast there, people. There is no video podcast. Right? Ross has got the biggest cans I've ever seen on a man. And to my right, that voice, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, now, Ross, no cans. What's going on? No cans. I've forgotten what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> it's my last show. What? What? What do you mean it's your last show? It's my last show. I don't have cans. That's it. I'm, I'm had enough. That's it. That's it. Well, in that case, to my far left, John Richards. Hello, listener. Welcome, John Richards. Ross, you're on your way out. That's sad. I am. I am. That's sad. We didn't have the regeneration Doctor no, Who was, sound effect. We, we were suggesting we'd wait <laughs> no. until like the, the last two minutes of the show, and Ross would say something quite poignant and beautiful. Uh, there'd be a sound effect, and then I'd go, hello, everyone, and then we'd all go home for a year. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. That would work yeah. well. So John is, uh, is coming on board permanently. Uh, replacing Ross, uh, it's not it, replacing Ross. No one can replace <laughs> Ross. Well, you're sitting in his seat. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, we can't just, you know, superseding a... Ross, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it would be uh, re- remiss of me to mention and uh, and a, a waste of a trip for him if I uh, if I didn't introduce our wonderful special guest for the show, Mr. James Talia. I did come the furthest. You really did. I, I really, really did. Hello there. It's, it's very nice to be here. Welcome to Australia. Is that what this is? You, you will notice we do not ride kangaroos to work. <laughs> I, I was told that there are just kangaroos everywhere on the streets, and I'm very disappointed that there aren't. Yeah. Ross, how are you enjoying the country so far? <laughs> it's really good. Except that's James. That's James. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. James. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't... John, Ross, Ross, John. <laughs> it was so easy when we all had the sticky labels with the names on them before. Uma, Oprah, Oprah, Uma. <laughs> it, it's a bit hard with five people. We've never done a... Yeah. We've never done a five-person box. Oh, yes, we have. Oh, yes. And it was catastrophic. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, I think you'll find that was a six-person box cutters. I've, I've just blocked it out of my mind. What that? Marie Hardy, Jess Maguire, oh, yes. James Talia, and the three of us. Special John, I don't know brother. where the hell you were that no, day. No, I'm under the desk, you know, just. <laughs> and wedding. Tom Elliott on the phone. And Tom Elliott on the phone. <laughs> and then off the phone. And then on the. If you and wanna... Jess Maguire was about eight different people as well that <laughs> yes. day. So. <laughs> yes, and she introduced Mr. Black <laughs> yes. to, to, to the show as well. She did. Episode 150 is just going to be one of those clip shows where uh, we go, hey, you remember that time? When-? No, it's not. You get a Green Day song to play over the top of it? Yeah, it yeah. Is. <laughs> On the way in, I said to Josh, I hope it's going to be really self-indulgent. I think we're off to a good start already. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the default setting. It's, <laughs> it's the box cutter's way. We are, of course, going to talk about the Emmys. Uh, they were on, kind of, started this week. Our time are you last sure m- they were Monday. They were, they were on. Really? Last night, weren't they? You had to look pretty hard to find them. Oh, no. no they they were, weren't on the news? They were live on Fox 8. Mm. They weren't on... Sorry, no, on Arena. Arena, yeah. Live yeah. on Arena. Well, you had to look pretty hard on free-to-air then. But, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody's got cable. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got cable and I love it. Yeah. Despite how much I have to pay for it. Uh, we, uh, we've got a crap TV. We're going to revisit Fringe because, uh, Ross, you uh, missed out on saying some things about Fringe <gasps> that you wanted to say last time we talked about maybe it. Maybe we'll have a deadlock in the voting. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Well, we've got James here as well, so. 
Have you seen any of Fringe? I have seen none of Fringe. Right. Nothing of Fringe. Perfect. Perfect. Besides, that's on nine, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, clearly it's grand. <laughs> <laughs> you just vote with your conscience. Absolutely. No, that's right. Try not to get any no, archbishops actually, offside. You vote, actually, and, you vote with your paycheck. Or network heads. You, James, you do do some uh, some current affairs little pop-ins from time to time. Are you being sent off for this special ethics training? Uh uh, no. Hang on, can we can we save that for later? <laughs> I'm doing the run. Running I'm doing the run. I'm Just, doing the rundown and, of the. And, go. What? We've also got the uh, answer and winner of uh, last week's box cutters crumpler quiz. I think you're in trouble. He didn't even shuffle his papers. When no, he no, he did, hadn't <laughs> even assumed the position yet. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't even that. That, that was just... Hey. And, uh, and going to finish it all off with uh, some pork, but as always, let's kick things off with the box cutters news. In, uh, well, couldn't we have guessed, and does anybody really care? And, oh, my God, is this even actually news news? Jodie Mears will not be returning to Australia's Next Top Model. I'm I'm expecting gasps. Shocked. So (gasps) I was waiting for Tumbleweed to kind of move across the studio. Yes. Like um, in her position for the hosting for the uh, live... Yeah, eviction. Or whatever uh, they call just it you know, after after the whole live eviction debacle, where Jodie Mears refused to actually do the live show, and instead did this very stilted piece to camera, uh, wishing everybody luck or something, and then going in the newspapers the next week and saying, "Oh yes, I'll definitely be doing Top Model next year," and uh, and Foxtel uh, people saying, "Oh yes, she'll definitely be doing." Top model next year. And everybody's saying that they never expected her to do any live TV at all. Uh, now she uh, she has quit. <laughs> That's really it. Uh, the fifth season of the show will start next month and there's no announcement of a host as yet, but people are assuming that Charlotte Dawson will take over. From Dawson's host. Correct? Yes. Yes, Pacey's mother. Wow. What about the original <laughs> host? Uh Oh, uh, Erica Haynes. Haynes. She, she's, <laughs> she's not really uh, setting the world on fire. Maybe she could come back. Are they all former flames of James Packer? Uh, <laughs> yes. Then they're all marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got more out of that, that news story than I expected. Uh, Brett, what because I'm got? all about the news. <laughs> uh, Australia's commercial free-to-wear TV networks, that would be 7, 9 and 10, are considering a move to share programming uh, from the beginning of next year with the new digital uh, channels to uh, finally be legally allowed in an attempt to save costs and uh, make the proposed Freeview platform more compelling. What? Yeah. Share programming. Share programming. They won't share their program guide. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But they will share programming. Yes, this is is hopefully what they're going to be able to get up. Uh, They're talking about 10 launching a sports-only channel, 9 having a general entertainment channel, and the 7 network with a lifestyle channel. And so... uh, so all the sport that Channel 9 owns will be on the, the Channel 10 Sports Digital No, what? I mean, how does this help any... I don't even understand this anymore. No. Why don't we all go live in Russia? No, <laughs> what, what, 
what, what is the point? I don't, what 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 is the objective? Well, because, What's trying to happen? I mean, clearly, as as we've seen with HD multicasting uh, since that launched, they don't have enough content, really. Like like, and especially because this is Channel Ten do pretty well. going to be these are going to be stations. Channel Ten do pretty well for content. Channel Ten have lots of sport. And um, they're showing X Files, for example. They're showing got, lots of alternate content. But the other, NASCAR, the other two, Live Formula One. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that's, okay. That's the other two, about. the other two aren't doing very well. But Channel Ten, I think Battlestar Galactic okay. is on mm-hmm. Ten yeah. as well. Torchwood, well, Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. they had as well. Mm-hmm. And how does Seven get stuck with lifestyle? Surely it's, they didn't agree to this. No, but, no, no, that's their lifestyle choice. Right. <laughs> I think the other the other idea is that if you have a channel dedicated to one particular stream, it's um, more likely to pick up viewers than viewers just sort of dipping Randomly. in and out of a yeah. yeah. But yeah. What, oh, but what, like but they have on cable, right? Yes. Well, exactly. Yeah. Or on but, television, except you don't have to pay for it. Now, James, we <laughs> we did talk a few months ago about uh, how things work in the UK with their digital channel and and kind of not having a channel number as such, but I can't remember the name of it. Um, we were talking oh, about yeah, Channel yeah. Poindexter for yeah they've uh, they've, they've and... put names to, to channels yeah than... some of them have got names yeah there's there's one of the UK TV channels which is now called Dave yeah Dave, that's, that yes. was it yeah that's <laughs> it which I think is really just a gimmick but <laughs> what you think a, a station a simple, called Dave I mean what gimmick? I mean is it's not as though all of the 500 channels each have a different bloke's name no but a simple it's not solution. like Miss Helena looking I, through the magic mirror really I thought I thought they were like hurricanes. <laughs> I call my channel Ugly Rita. <laughs> but a simple solution to the problem with, as we've seen already, ABC having three uh, digital channels that they're broadcasting on, ABC 1, ABC 2 and ABC 3, and uh, the confusion from they're always Channel 2. So is ABC 2 like Channel 2, but it's not. And, you know, there, there's a lot of confusion over that. Well, we're all just going to have to learn through. to live with that, aren't we? It's, it's, well, very, it's very simple. Channel 9 is 100. No. TV 1 is 101. <laughs> Channel 2 is 102. That's ABC 1. Yeah. You, you, we're not Arena right. is 105. No, you've got it completely wrong. 7 is 107. Wrong. 9 is 9, and 90 is also 9, and 99 is 9's program guide. Yes. Much oh. easier to understand. What's on, uh, <laughs> what's on 5A? <laughs> What's yeah, on you? That's a that's a joke for the old people. Uh, I had to stop and think about that for a <laughs> second. I think if that's the top show in Ugly Rita, What's on Five <laughs> Uh, so what what else is showing on Ugly Rita? Oh, oh, I've got some great news. You know how Life on Mars, that great English show about the guy from the present day who ends up back in time? Mm. I've got some news from July. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was news until I realised quite recently. Right. Is, um, is everybody July two thousand five? Could be. No, no, no. From this this July. Okay. I found so it's way- not the UK Life on Mars. No, no, this is about the US Life on Mars, the remake right. of, of yeah. the UK Life on Mars. I'm going to spit it here. To, I found a way. Because, this because is smooth. the Brits didn't do a good job with it, did they? No, so, no, because yeah, those two series of classic television. <laughs> Who wants that? And, so, they, and they couldn't show the British version on American television. They don't they, understand. They wouldn't understand. Because they have wacky They don't accents. like subtitles. And, um, so, yeah, they made the pilot and, and were roughly saying before it was sort of wandering around the place for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And then they remade the pilot and fired everybody except the one lead character. Character. Who is also not very good. Who is also not very good. Um, but what I didn't know is Cole Meany, very good Irish actor, got thrown out. He was playing uh, Gene Hunt, and 
and he's been replaced by Harvey Keitel, which is kind of impressive. Jesus. Although also a bit odd for Harvey Keitel to jump onto a sinking ship. And <laughs> the um, it premieres in America on October 9th, and photos have been released on the internet this week showing images from uh, the Com, first episode. Tom Meany was, was from the, the uh, Star Trek franchise somewhere, wasn't he? Somewhere in there. Yeah. I didn't. I know more from all his films based on the novels uh, of... Um, yeah, was he the guy who was the father in The Commitments? Yep. 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 Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and a bunch of the those. The Snapper. Kind of, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. The Van? Uh, yep, think he's in that one as well. He's, he's the Irish Bill Hunter. <laughs> Bless him. See, why didn't they just get Gene Hunt to come across and play well, Gene Hunt? Apparently he wasn't asked, though. It turns out uh, both him and um, uh, Philip uh, Glenister and John Sim were both asked to go to the US to regret their roles, and they both said no. Okay. I think mm. partly just going, the show's great. Why would we go to America just to stuff it up? Mm. Uh, and f- fair enough. For, do you guys remember the uh, series State of Play? Uh, the the BBC one? It was a BBC yeah. one. It was a six-part series about uh, a politician's mistress ended oh, yeah, up dead. Yeah. And Bill Nye Jerno plays was chasing a, a Bill Nye played the, the editor. He's brilliant. Mm. They're making that into a film in America with Russell Crowe. <laughs> in now, all the roles. It, right, yeah. <laughs> Russell in all yeah. roles in Esperanza. You, just, I, you don't need to know any more than that to know that they are going to mess it up. Is, uh, is that six-part miniseries available on DVD? Uh, it is in the UK. I'm not sure if it is here, but you should it be able to be. get it online. It screened on uh, ABC, screened on ABC, ABC just a couple yes. of months ago. So oh, you should it? be able to get it at the yep. ABC it's shop. It's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. So it's state of play. Don't see the film. Right. Watch the television series. I think they've called it Playtime, the Russell Crowe version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, uh, in other UK... Uh, Series news and uh, and John, I'm sure this is going to be right up your alley. Fan of Red Dwarf, um, fanish, off right. and on, yeah, right. yeah. Apart it's, from the whole rape case with uh, what's his face, that always puts a downer. Yeah. I think on a show, yeah. on a comedy. I, I, yeah. I started thinking he was less funny. For it him. wasn't. It he, wasn't in the show. He didn't rape anyone <laughs> in the show. <laughs> That's just you no know. true. Lister, Lister didn't rape anyone. There, but that information, once it's attached to a, a show, it does kind of yeah, it does. Yeah. It does sully it a, well, a little it sunk, bit. It sunk. What was the uh, what was the one that we were talking about with you that we loved that got sunk by TV tonight? That's uh, uh, the thick of it. The yes. thick of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got sunk completely by just allegations. And well, uh, no, and and jail time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Al- allegations <laughs> and a guilty verdict and a conviction. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, uh, Red Dwarf, 21 years after the uh, show first aired in uh, celebration of their 21st anniversary. Goes a bit that long? Yeah, it really has, apparently. Uh, they're going to be doing a new series. I thought you were going to say pantomime there for a moment. I was thinking uh, before that. They're going to be doing a pantomime. It's been done. Would- oh, it was panto anyway, <laughs> just about. Uh, He's behind you. <laughs> and you know what I wish? You had your notes? I wish I could find this. St- ah, here it is, yes. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it's twenty first uh, anniversary. Doug Naylor is uh, so. So it's not Grant and Naylor. It's just Doug Naylor. Uh, he's going to be doing uh, the twenty first anniversary series, four special breakout episodes. Special breakout episodes. I, t- I really don't know if the world needs it. No, it's interesting that whole thing about UK television too. That if something's successful, they make less and less of it. That, that that's their goal. But that's you know. clever. Yeah. So the idea of going, let's do a twenty-first anniversary thing. We'll do four episodes that will be played across the year, which here just seems quite bewildering. But or they do Christmas specials as well. Don't that they? Christmas mm. special yeah. thing. Yeah. Never mm. got my head around that one. No. That's, 
Yeah. Uh, Robert Llewellyn said, uh, we're doing four new shows with the original cast. Two of them are going to be like proper episodes of Red Dwarf. One of them is so exciting, I've been asked not to say anything about that because other people will steal the idea. And it is a great idea. Quite challenging for us as performers. It's a show made from cake. It's a show made from cake and they will all be set on fire while performing. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's a good challenge. Actually, thinking about the whole four episodes thing, um, Doctor Who, which of course in the UK is a ratings phenomenon and therefore they're, they're cancelling it. No, therefore they're, um, they're doing four episodes next year rather than a full series. They're doing four specials across the year rather than a whole series. Really? It, it's the top rating show in the country. What should we do? Let's take it off. <laughs> so, yeah, they're only doing four um, bank holiday and Christmas specials. I believe they've called, they right? call them. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and the bit of news I have is that Albert Finney is appearing in one of them. Uh, that's a five-time Oscar nominee, Albert Finney, uh, playing Winston Churchill. That sucks. <laughs> Which no, which bit? Four I episodes for the year. Completely oh, sucks. I thought you were angry oh. that Albert Finney was playing with Sinjin. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, what you, what's good. your problem with Albert Finney? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's you know, quite good. The, the, with with the, the weekly one hour, or not even an hour, uh, kind of format, they've they've kind of had to cut down as it is already from the episodic of the, the four nights a week. Um, and going to, to four episodes for a year? It's ridiculous. Just for um, possibly one hour specials, I'm presuming, if, if they're based on the... The tradition thus far. Just stop it. Come back the year after. <laughs> it is odd, isn't it? It's odd yeah. to year off. It's partly also apparently it's David Tennant's doing Shakespeare. So and also so uh, kill him, regenerate him into someone else. Yes, bring back Tom Baker. Russell T. <laughs> Russell T. Davies has left now, hasn't he? He's he's doing the specials. Yeah, the he, four yeah, specials. Oh, okay, and then it and goes to Moffat. Stephen Moffat the year after. Right. So, uh, are you a big fan of Doctor Who? I'm a big fan of, of the, the original Doctor Who, but I'm actually not a fan of, of the new. The first time I was on here, I, I did my little tirade again. Yes, about the, uh, the heterosexism of the new program. But, um, have, yeah. And so have you been watching the latest series? I, I, do you know, this is so bad. I was doing the whole, um, are we allowed to talk about legal downloads? I just don't know. Is that... Anyway, I was legally watching them ahead of time. <laughs> and um, You went in magic- your TARDIS to yeah, watch yes, them. Exactly. Yeah. Magically watched. That, that's I, what we call magic watching. I find the storytelling so bad in the new series. I just kind of gave up and then did this weird thing with the last three episodes. I just read the plot descriptions on Wikipedia. <laughs> so <laughs> That's illegal. I would know what happened if anyone asked. And, um, and I actually ended up watching one of them last night and it was even worse in real life than it was when read on Wikipedia. It's just like... So yeah. I've got a bit of a problem, but you might not be the person who's able to help me. Do you know what was wrong with Rose Tyler? With her, with her, her voice? Yeah, why couldn't she speak? That was bizarre, wasn't it? Um, Billy Piper, as Rose Tyler, came back for this series, and in the first episode she was in, she had the world's weirdest accent, and um, the UK tabloids had a Oh, it was worse than whole... that. She had like a new front row of teeth. Yeah, there, there was some discussion that she might have had a, a, a tongue piercing, and um, she was interviewed this week. I, why do I know this stuff? I don't want to know this stuff. I'd like to know useful things that will help me in life. But no, I'm going to tell you what Billy Piper said to the British media this week. It's about easy to spot an addict to <laughs> dailymail.co.uk. <laughs> she, she was interviewed. They basically said, so what was up with that freaky voice in that episode? And she claims it was cold, and she therefore... Found it hard to talk. Really? Oh. Yes. What utter crap! <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the two explanations I heard that she said: one was, yeah, I heard that she said it was cold, mm-hmm. and then she said maybe it was something to do with the way it was dubbed afterwards. No, they actually dubbed. They actually got her in to dub it because it was so oh, okay. incomprehensible. And, and then she said, 
uh, she said, yeah, she said something about dubbing, and then she said something about, yeah, my uh, makeup man was saying, didn't it sound funny? Because, as we all know, the makeup men get to listen to all the dubbing on uh, TV shows. I think maybe she was trying to channel the red and the blue. And Do you remember them, the two plasticine yeah. blocks? <laughs> 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 uh, and if she's recording everything ADR, she doesn't need makeup. What is the makeup man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> believe that was Ross's point. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the idea of the ADR makeup guy. Like, <laughs> to make you look really great before you go on. And still, that whole story that she told, or all seven of them, uh, still a lot more entertaining than Secret Diary of a Call Girl. Mm. Yeah, mm. which I find, you know I finally got to see some of. Uh, we covered it, I think. Did uh, I mention last week that they, they hate the second series of it over in the UK? Do they? Yeah, I hate the first series of it here. Yeah, the third yeah. series is already commissioned. Yeah. She's doing it after she gives birth. I thought, just imagine when a, when a kid's grown up. What were you doing when I was born, Mummy? <laughs> I was playing a hooker, and here are my tits. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be proud. Damn, she's cute though. <laughs> Brett, you, you have some uh, vitally Speaking important news. Speaking of cute, Grant Denier... Uh, <laughs> the Sultan of Segway. <laughs> Grant Denier has uh, ended up in intensive care after he crushed a vertebrae. Uh, what was he doing driving a vertebrae? It's a Holden vertebrae. <laughs> oh. Crushed a vertebrae after a monster truck accident um, oh. where he attempted to drive a monster truck over five uh, car wrecks, I believe. Um, apparently, from tests, he's not presenting any apparent nerve damage issues, so uh, he should make a full recovery from that. But um, as we know, Grant Denyer's a motorsport fanatic as well That's as true. being one of uh, Australia's favourite television he's a, personalities. He's a good, he, he is a good uh, racing driver. But I wouldn't have put him in a monster truck. No. Well, it's so very different. They're fall. different. Who would you put in a monster truck, Josh? A uh, monster. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect sense. But I don't know why I asked now. I feel a fool. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with that. Uh, so, Denya, uh, off, off screen for how long? Yeah, apparently uh, no commitments through until next year anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's only going to help uh, Channel 7's profits be cut. Uh, they're they're warning that uh, their profits are going to be cut in half due to anyone advertising going anyone? down. Uh, uh, split, the split the uh, financial crisis. Correct. Credit <laughs> crunch. I Credit believe crunch. is the official title. <laughs> there Dave. is no financial crisis. <laughs> oh, according, according to the uh, to the Australian, it's actually credit crisis. Oh, that's but just mixing the yeah, terms. Yeah, I know. Oh, it should be financial crunch. <laughs> that I feel like nice, a financial crunch. I feel like I've passed into an episode of the Kuda Beans. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I will slit your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, spooked investors pulled the pin on Seven uh, the other day, sending its shares tumbling. And, of course, in there, its profits will also tumble. And it's uh, it's got a, a, a profit warning. And who cares? Like they- <laughs> Do you know, I often wonder about this because occasionally I end up watching one of the, the financial programs and, and you know, it sounds to me, as I imagine it, it, the financial people would sound like if they heard me and my friends talk about Battlestar Galactica, but it's that thing of, it's just random noise and I find it impossible to even work out any of it into logical, coherent thought. Uh, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and like, so you there going like, you know, financial crunch, you know. Well, all right, here's, here's the thing. 
Channel Nine are in real trouble as far as uh, as far as finances go. I'm not asking for any comments from <laughs> anyone else here. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> but but Ch- Channel Nine uh, are really because their their parent company uh, is in a lot of financial strife at the moment because of the the way that they purchase the network and uh, they're in a lot of debt and they're in huge huge trouble. Channel Ten for so many years have recorded dropping profits over and over and over again. Uh, they don't have enough money to show anything other than Simpsons repeats. They don't even have Seinfeld repeats anymore. They've lost them. They sold them they've to someone f- else. They've got Friends repeats as well now. Well, yeah, they've got Friends repeats, but yeah, they but got them for a dollar fifty. You don't have to pay for them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they threw them in with some other show. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, you've, you've got those problems. Channel 7 have had record profits... For, for the last few years because, you know, Channel 9 went into all this all this trouble, Channel 7 uh, came up in, in the ratings, and uh, and now they're going to whinge that their profits are being cut in half. They're still earning a lot more money than, uh, than other networks around, although come uh, the end of next financial year, I'm sure we'll hear different stories from the networks who are all trying to go, yeah, we're healthy, woohoo. Anyway, that's why I say, who cares? Because was, was that all noise? Uh, did, most did of it. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I was right. just thinking of my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Although I was very pleased to see in the paper uh, today, yesterday, anyway. this is Tuesday night, it's sometime in the past couple of days, that uh, the federal government is about to launch 12 new advertising campaigns to, I, I don't know, tell people not to beat their wives and drink too much and smoke, and you know, generally for their own no ice. good. Um, which is really good for commercial TV stations. Well, well yes, it's, it's great for commercial Because one of, the, one of the big gaps in the second half of the financial year, uh, of the last financial year, compared to the first half, is that in the first half the election was on and the political party spent so much money on advertising that it was good for everyone. So you think this is like a Depression-era make-work kind of campaign? It's, to- it, it, it's, a, it, it's a Keynesian <laughs> stimulus policy from the federal government <laughs> for free-to-air television. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is actually a really interesting point that you bring up, James, even if you didn't mean to. Uh, <laughs> that we complain that the government doesn't support uh, the TV industry uh, enough and, and doesn't support uh, new production and, and things like that. Yet all that money that the Howard government spent on television advertising uh, could easily have gone into creating new product on, uh, on, on television. Is that not? But you then, know, how would we have known that they along? were strengthening Medicare? Don't you remember? They were strengthening Medicare. It was so strong they had rivets on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, They're strengthening yes. Medicare. That uh, was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ross, you know, as, as the father of two children, if your kids are going to climb all over Medicare, do you want it weakened and falling over? No, that's true. No, you that's want them true. to be able to climb on it and, and jump off it without it falling off over at all. Very so true. they need to reinforce it with rivets. Rivets yeah. are the answer. Yeah. Clearly. Definitely. Clearly. And I'm glad we all know that through advertising. <laughs> and I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Cropley. Channel 9 has uh, reneged on an apparently concrete contract 
uh, to telecast. Sorry, did you want to pause at your alliteration there? (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Um, To broadcast the NRL final matches live um, because uh, the NRL chief executive wouldn't uh, reschedule one of the matches uh, to a Saturday night from a Friday night. And so those those um, concrete, concrete, uh, concrete contracts are a bugger. You can't take them with you anywhere. You have to bring people to see them all etched into the ground. You know how hard it is to fax them? (laughs) It's so hard to fax a concrete contract. Uh, And some kid always puts his foot in it before it's dry. I've missed you, Ross. (laughs) It's affecting a Friday night game uh, from played in Auckland uh, between the Warriors and the Roosters, uh, two clubs that I have no idea. Does anybody care about NRL? Yeah, people in the rest of the country care about NRL, particularly the rest of the Eastern Seaboard, Brent. Fair enough. Well, they will have to wait uh, to view through A Current Affair and Two and a Half Men before they'll be able to see the game played uh, in a delayed telecast. Nothing makes me want to see men run directly into each other and hit each other more than an episode of Two and a Half Men. (laughs) That's as far as I'm concerned. That's just preparation for NRL. Because you have been, did did, did you actually go through with that uh, trying to get a taste for the two and a half men? I did some, some uh, <laughs> recommendation from around the panel here. I uh, I did I did watch a few episodes of Two and a Half Men, and mm-hmm. I was told regular ones or adult ones. It's, it's currently like 37 times a week or something, isn't it? Yeah, and they yeah. now seem to be just yeah. Uh, and I was told that the series that I was watching was already the bad series of Two and a Half Men, and I had to go <laughs> earlier. This is that, that mythical good series, isn't it? Because I lived in Canada for a year in Vancouver, and when I got there, everyone said, oh, last summer, oh, I was amazing. Summer, you've just missed the summer. I know it's raining every single day now, but last summer, oh, that was great. And then a year later... When it got to, you know, the next word, oh, last summer. Like, no, I was here last summer. <laughs> it rained every day. It rains every day in Vancouver. You live in a swimming pool. David Duchovny was right. Stop picking on him. This is the same thing, isn't it? There's no such thing as a good series of Two and a Half Men. There are no good episodes of Two and a Half Men, but we all keep up the charade and hope that one day we will see a good episode of Two and a Half Men. James? Right of reply. <laughs> <laughs> This is a party political broadcast for two and a half men. Uh, I, I told you so. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Right? No, you did. I somehow fell into the habit uh, occasionally during the day because it's on 137 times a week in the UK. And I just would have it on for background noise while I was making phone calls and stuff. And I, I actually found some of it quite endearing. And I think I said at the time, it's because, particularly because of how the kid pays out Charlie Sheen, and how Charlie Sheen is really playing himself, a, and, a, a, and when the kid, a drunken, the, misogynistic <laughs> pants man. Because the kid right? now, like I watched, I watched an episode recently, and the kid is like forty years old. Yeah, the kid's too old now. He's lost that kid charm. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's, he's like that midget in uh, Passions. Yeah, so, so they've, they've got to, they, now they have to replace him with cousin Oliver. Right. Yeah. And, yeah absolutely. But the point being that I was right, and since then. Australia has taken two and a half men to its heart. Well, and so, and so have the, the Emmys. We'll talk about that a, a, a little bit later. Uh, one more, one more no, news item. No, I was just going to say, no. if you lost the kid and the other man, and it was just Charlie Sheen in Drunken Misogynistic Pants Man, I would watch that. That, I think, would be cool. In but fact, they should just act two and a half men and make a reality show of Charlie exactly. Sheen's life. Just watch Charlie Sheen. That'd yeah. be brilliant. And now, that- now, we should just uh, quickly correct uh, something that we mentioned last week about... Uh, 
a, a businessman from Perth last week saving Access 31, apparently, oh, yeah, according yeah, yeah. to TV Tonight. Uh, who have uh, published a press release from the Australian Communications and Media Authority. Uh, they have had their community television licence cancelled. Right. Why? Uh, they, the board of the station actually uh, voted to wind up the company, I believe. Yeah. And appointed uh, Mr Kim Holbrook as liquidator. That's sad. That is sad. And then mm. is the box cutters news. Way to bring us down, Hello, bro. This is Frank Thring, gossip from heaven on the box cutters. I bumped into Ray Charles the other day. Well, he bumped into me because his dog's not dead yet. The Emmys were on earlier this week, and uh, two and a half men had like ninety nominations. No, no. Got b- nothing. B- before you go into that, okay, again, okay. If you were trying to watch it on free-to-air, it was shown on Channel 10, after the Brownlow, after the news, after Sports Tonight, and even after Letterman. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so they showed it from about 1am till about 3am. So it, oh. it did actually play you know on what? free-to-air? Yeah, they, they did. Uh, half of it. That's really bugging me at the moment. <laughs> they played half of it? Well, it, it, was, only, it was a four-hour telecast. Yes. And they showed two hours. And right. just including gave including, up and, and including suddenly red carpet. the Gathy Rinkerad in the middle of it. Just, yeah, didn't yeah it was really strange. They'd say the nominees are, and then there'd just be an ad break. Including the red carpet. Screen so went black. Taking We're a, foreigner. Taking a page out of uh, Channel 9's Oscar book. Then yeah. Well, I mean, cutting it down, including the red carpet. Yeah. At one o'clock in the morning, people are probably more concerned about the red carpet than they are about the actual mm, show. That's, so. that's but that's also, that. also, that means that they must have bumped uh, Courting Alex, which has been... Irritating me a little bit in the last couple of weeks since they started playing it from the very start. Jenna Elfman, she's very nice to look at. Does Didn't anyone in Australia actually care about the Emmys, though? Just throwing that Well, open, evidently not, because it wasn't on the news either. No. There wasn't any coverage well, on the news. You know what? If Rachel Griffith yep. had won for Brothers and Sisters, it would be all over the place. Really? Mm. Yes. There was a not, new, there not was like a new story. There was it? I'm, watch, uh, I'm asking you which channel. <laughs> on, on which channel? Ten, I guess. No, 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 no. There, there was there was a news story that Rachel Griffith did not win. Yes. I saw that in the paper. No, no, no. There was a news story on nine whether or not the newsrooms chose to run it. I don't know, but there was a story that was provided they, they by the LA Bureau. They didn't show it in nine Melbourne, right? Whether they did in other parts, they may have the, in Sydney. Yeah. yeah, I think they were waiting and they were just going to show it in Nightline, right? <laughs> <laughs> the edited highlight. I, I figured Channel 10 were going to show the whole broadcast in their news because they said, what you didn't see in the Emmys as, as their teaser for the and news. they were going to have the other promo. two hours. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Okay, well, Two and a Half Men was nominated for a lot in the uh, comedy uh, category. Told you so. Won nothing. <laughs> Won absolutely nothing. Oh, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> Actually, Josh, here's the question too. Of, of the, the nominees then, were they shows that an Australian audience would know? Are they, are they ones we've seen? Have they played here at all? Well, the things like 30 Rock, 30 Rock did very well, but 30 Rock's, you know, Ch- 11, you know, ch- 30. 11. Mm. Channel 7 have Channel buried 7. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite a few shows from cable. Uh, Brett will be very disappointed to hear that his worst show of 2007 picked up the uh, Emmy for Best Original Drama. Remind me? Mad Men. Mad Men. Um, actually, from I haven't been watching it, but I have been picking up buzz, and it seems from the buzz that it's improved. 
you got improved. Uh, did, I, did I actually say that it was the worst show there of 2007? There hasn't been any more episodes since you said that, so I'm not sure how it could have improved. <laughs> oh, and I, I didn't watch all the ones that were available at that point. <laughs> you go back and listen to episode Bravo I did, Zeta. I did the Magic yeah, yeah, Three, yeah. whatever special, it was. Special episode Bravo. Worst, worst uh, show of 2007. Sure. Use my own words against me. <laughs> go. <laughs> it's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> I've missed you so much, Ross. <laughs> Uh, the uh, so yes, Mad Men picked up a whole heap of stuff. John uh, Adams picked up. Heaps. John Adams picked up heaps, uh, uh, which we Rock haven't seen here. Picked up heaps, and Don Rickles picked up an Emmy for his special event. Mr. I'm not Warmth. dead by Don Rickles. <laughs> well, pretty much it was uh, it's Mr. Warmth, uh, the Don Rickles project, which is uh, him. I, I think it's him doing some. Uh, stand up, but also doing a documentary about his own life and trying to tell his life story through this documentary, but also doing some stage work. Don Rickles was the absolute highlight of the Emmys. He came out and was hilarious, made huge fun of the teleprompter, and uh, I think uh, at one point said, "No, no, that's right. Yes, uh, no, let's uh, let's read these wonderful words that they've written for us." And uh, just everything totally sarcastic and, and making fun of... Uh, just Don Rickles at his best. I mean, that's, yeah, he that's, was very funny. It's what he does best. The hosts. Mm. Now, multiple hosts has never worked for the Logies. And <laughs> I don't think the Emmys are taking their cue from the Logies. I think they are. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> they decided to have the five nominees for Best Reality TV Show Host... Because that's a category now. Really? Oh, make yes. stuff up. Stuff just comes out of your mouth. Just, just random words. <laughs> no, random no, it's words. true. That's it, it was the first time. It, yeah. <laughs> they've had that award. Right. The first time. And of course, Probst won. Well, who else is there? Well, what? there's uh, there's Caucasian Phil. <laughs> no, he wasn't there. No, but he wasn't even nominated. No, but I mean, what? that's hardly surprising. Well, yeah, he's not very good. Uh, and his pants are too high. <laughs> I wish Asian Phil, though. Like, yeah, Asian should Phil get, should have been should nominated. nominated. Amazing Race. No idea. Right. Uh, the, uh, the, the just biggest... noise. <laughs> noise. Just noise. And in the financial market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my happy place. I think that the biggest disappointment, though, and I knew this was never going to happen, but how wonderful would it have been if Michael Emerson had won for Best Supporting Cast? Best Supporting Male Actor, he uh, he plays Ben on Lost, and he is absolutely superb. He's creepy. Well, yeah, and rightly so. Like, you know, he does that very well. Now, which one's Ben again? Give me an adjective. Is he the fat one? Creepy. Leader of the others. <laughs> oh, the creepy one. Ben. Yeah. Oh, creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake Henry. Yeah, okay. Uh Ricky Gervais was also very good. Oh, Ricky Gervais was was very the whole uh, the whole uh, Ricky Gervais uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell thing was uh, was very funny as well. For for those who didn't see it, it would have been on at about two fifteen in the morning on Channel Ten. Uh, Ricky Gervais came on and said, "You know, I, I won an Emmy last year. I wasn't here." Uh, and uh, and then they showed the the clip from last year when. Uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert announced Ricky Gervais had won for uh, extras and uh, he wasn't uh, around, so we're going to give it to our good friend Steve Carell. 
Steve Carell jumps jumps up on stage. They all celebrate hilariously. Uh, and so Ricky Gervais really did about 10 minutes of give me my Emmy back, Steve Carell. It was, that was, and that worked. That worked. It, it actually worked really well. Uh, you know, hosts, at 2.30 in the morning, this stuff's a lot funnier. <laughs> <than that>. <laughs> <laughs> the hosts did not work at all. They were really terrible. And uh, just why? Why do that? Who, I mean, who were the hosts? Uh, Howie Mandel, who's the bald host of America's Deal or No Deal. Ryan Seacrest, who's the American Idol host. Heidi uh, Klum. Heidi Klum, who's... Getting nude or something. Well, she was wearing a suit and tie, and they ripped it and off ripped her, it so off. she was just yeah, right. in a tiny she was outfit. Just tidy clean. And uh, some old guy who looked bored to be there, but I'm and, not sure who he was. And Probst. Yep. He was hosting it. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the five Well, how can you not hosts. give him a hosting Emmy if he's hosting the Emmys? But all five of them. <laughs> You're telling me all, yeah, all five, five hosting, hosting nominees were hosting. So yes. what, what happened when they won then? Well, I mean, just... <laughs> That could be quite uncomfortable and actually quite well worth watching. Well, well, <laughs> well that meant that Probst just hosted the rest of the show on his own and the yeah, others were yeah, eliminated. That's, that's, that's exactly true reality TV fashion. That's exactly what happened. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Except it was right at the end of the episode, so at the end of the show. So he said, oh, as I won, we agreed that I get to host the rest of the show. See ya. Good night. Hilarious. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> That's it. the word that's going through my mind <laughs> right. there as well. Oh, man. <laughs> was there a writer's strike that I didn't hear about? <laughs> there should be. It was... Uh, so, so, but, you, but you, you had whole five minutes. They did a whole opening five minutes about how they had no script. Clearly with no script. Cool. That would have worked well. Mm. We do a show like that every week. <laughs> but you would have... Uh, you, you haven't mentioned the, the show that won the most Emmys. Uh, two, two and a half minutes? No. This was the, the, the uh, miniseries produced by Tom Hanks. About oh, John Adams. John Adams. We, we, we did he, mention John Adams. Did you? Yeah, Ross, Ross said John Adams won a lot. Did you? Oh, I thought you meant a guy called John Adams, <laughs> yeah. not the second president oh, of the United States. Oh, it was, it yeah, was yeah. Well, you were I thought you meant that like, catering oh, sorry. <laughs> Right. Don't mind me then. And, and it, Tom Hanks has, has made a really good career of, of producing television. Uh, mm. I, I think, you know, we, sure, we should deride him for being in any way involved in The Terminal. It was the worst film I'd seen easily that year. I don't think... I can't decade. remember the last time I saw a good Tom Hanks movie since Splash. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that. You're going to Terminal. Because he keeps working with Spielberg, code. that's why. Was Big after that? that yeah, big, big was after Splash. That one where he tilts to the basketball on an island. Oh, man. <laughs> Volleyball. Oh, yeah. Volleyball yeah. on an island. Cold oh, well, that makes all the yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah, much better film. Yeah. Uh, so it was Beach Volleyball. Is, is that the name of the film? No. 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 Um, and he also produced My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which was really television as well. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, he also produced uh, From Earth to the Moon, is, uh, which was uh, a, a pretty good uh, kind of docudrama. Okay. John Adams is apparently screening here on Foxtel at some point. I think on Showcase. On Showcase. So. Which is a channel I don't have. So none of us will get to watch it. Yay! Right. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yeah, so everything I heard from, from the States, John Adams is uh, is fantastic. And if you are a fan of Don Rickles, he does not appear <laughs> in John Adams. <laughs> but you- it's, it's another one of the sentences that no one said for years. If you're a fan of John Rickles... <laughs> I thought John Rickles played John Adams. <laughs> Very presidential. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, you, Washington. <laughs> 
Uh, that's the worst Don Rickles impersonation. But who would know? Who would know? It could be a brilliant Don Rickles impersonation. Oh, let's uh, go into some crap, crap TV. Cat! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Ross McQueen, now that you're leaving, are we still allowed to use all of the uh, all of the intros that you created? Of course, they're, they're my gift to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You know what I miss? What? The uh, uh, ratings intro. No, the Golden Age of Television intro. Anyway. So, what, do you want to just play it you now? You got it there? No, just play, play it for all time's sake. Yeah, we've got to get the nostalgia. <laughs> episode 150. Go on, do the, it. The list did get wiped out over the week. Um, Can we revisit the Great West Wing debate? <laughs> debate? <laughs> there was huge debate over the West Wing. For those people who don't know, last year we went through uh, this thing that we called the Golden Age of Television, which was uh, all Started the shows... a little something like this. And now it's time for the Golden Age of Television. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> And, uh, and and we went through uh, about uh, twenty five shows that we thought uh, deserved to be watched and rewatched, uh, made between nineteen ninety six and two thousand and six. There is a list on the website of uh, all the shows that we uh, that we chose for Golden Age of Television. You can find it. Just uh, do a search on boxcutters dot net. Uh, and ah, uh, oh, if you if you want to uh, text us, you can. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. What's that number again? <laughs> Did, did you Just hear the minutes of my week? life I'm never going <laughs> to have know, again from last know, week. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is just the same length as a mobile number. <laughs> Everyone has this fear of Josh saying numbers. It's 0458 Cutter. Or, and this might help you remember even better, as my friend Peter pointed out to me earlier in the week, it's also 0458 but doctor, <laughs> how can it? That's, 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 that's too many letters. But dr. Yeah, yeah. B u b u double t dr. But that's doctor. far more memorable. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Send us a Soul. text. Send us a text. Let us know. But I, this I, is—I uh, can't believe how tight the show's got. Since <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was trying to bring it back there, Ross. Uh, this is Crap TV, um, SBS. Sean Brown, what the frick are you doing? Not only, not only have we got all the ads and all that crap, but we've uh, just recently had the introduction of uh, the countdown to Crap Top Gear. Yeah, and? Falling down, super, super going up, just kind of showing up randomly, which, um, <laughs> which they haven't done on SBS, and it's just another so, step. So to, hang on, these, these, aren't, to, these aren't ads. These are superimposed no, over regular shows. Yes, on the top. Top right-hand yep. corner of the screen. So I was watching the Australian drama Noise the other night, having its uh, television premiere. It's and every an excellent film. Every too. ten minutes or so, there was Top Gear Australia coming soon. Yeah. That's incredibly irritating isn't it it? Is. on a quiet mood piece. Exactly. That's, uh, yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. Yeah, that is crap TV. Yeah. So that all you got? Yeah. Press the button. <laughs> Bonjour tout le monde. Bienvenue à Box Cartels. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Box Cutters. This is Toby Sullivan uh, displaying his bilingual prowess on the best 
TV podcast that uh, I've ever encountered. All right, so now I've seen two episodes of Fringe, and uh, the letters don't get any smaller. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's all I can remember now is it's a show about some giant 3D letters that's right. and that's more minutes of my life I'm never going to have <laughs> Ross you wanted to uh, to say a little something about French oh well, I don't want to get into the giant letters debate which did you like them I, I did quite like the letters I like but uh uh, I actually wanted to get into the uh, Green Guard review of it did either, any of you see the no, who's oh. the, is that Larissa Dubecki? No, it's uh, my friend old Shepard. friend Gordon Farrar who oh, did this. And nice. uh, it finished off with uh, an exchange near the end suggests viewers could expect anything and everything from the series. How long has she been dead? Asks the baddie FBI agent. Five hours, replies the minion. Question him, she orders. Good grief. Nice yes, going. I, I did read that. That's the absolute climactic moment of the episode. That's, and that's the last couple of seconds of the episode. Just because this jerk didn't happen to like it, he's got to ruin it for everybody else. But that, and, but that, that and it's also not. incorrect. Because it's a he. She's, she's, she's not an FBI agent. The patient is a he. It's, it's, it's just wrong. And she has a robot hand. And she has a robot hand. <laughs> How robot can you forget hand to mention lady. I don't think he even watched it. But is that thing? So I wouldn't have actually thought that scene was relevant. To the, to the story. I mean, that's what, as far as spoilers go, I actually wouldn't have considered that a spoiler because it doesn't actually tell us anything. You don't think so? It tells no. us that somebody's going to die and that they're going to be taken back from talk to once they're dead. Yeah, but none of that seemed relevant to the... I mean, again, like we were saying before, the plot of Fringe seems to have kind of just faded from my head anyway. Because <laughs> I realised after we after I saw the show, I couldn't actually remember who the hell had released the virus or why. Like, I couldn't remember <laughs> any of the stuff that you might consider to be the plot of, yes. you know, yeah. of the show. And I'm not even sure if it, if it was resolved or I don't, not. I, they, didn't, they didn't cover it. They didn't resolve it. it, no. No. I, I, I have to admit, I, I do have a bit of a chip on my shoulder with Gordon Farrar. He's the Green Guide writer who, 10 years ago, with the final Seinfeld, wrote a review of it basically saying... Oh, it's impossible not to know what the final Seinfeld's about. So here's a blow-by-blow description of everything that happens in the episode. He's the green guide's Adrian Martin. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Of my undying hatred. More than a decade now for Adrian Martin. He doesn't even write for the age anymore. And no, it's still easy to hate. <laughs> no, this is... Uh, no, we'll, we'll talk about it later. All right. Well, he was the one that said that uh, the working dog dudes could learn a thing or two from Mr. Serious, which was the uh, breakout comedy hit of uh, 2001 or what, with Yahoo Serious. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you mean Mr. Accident? Mr. Accident, sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. which he loved. Mm. Hilarious. Suffice it to say that he, uh, he canned heat. Heat. What? He canned heat, mm-hmm. but not canned <laughs> Not canned heat. <laughs> as soon as I said the word canned, and knowing in my head the name of the movie that was to come, like, well, that's just nonsense. <laughs> but then? But then, when everyone else gave it five stars, he wrote another review like uh, two weeks later saying, I thought I should take another look at heat, and actually, five stars. So are we still slug- slugging off Adrian Martin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, because there's that thing. <laughs> he does that thing where he writes reviews. He, is, he goes and going, okay, the critical mass is going to hate this, so I'll say it's great. And then occasionally he gets it wrong. And they come out going, oh. yeah, it's great. He goes, no, it's not now. Mm-hmm. It was great until you all agreed with yeah, me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And vice versa. <laughs> and I won't have that. Can I just ask that? Well, no, well, no, just spoilers, because I, I think people get quite 
unnecessarily hung up on the notion of spoilers. Oh, a show like, this, a show like this guy fringe, can't replace me. No, I That's called disclosure, John Richards. Well, that I've, I've announced that I think people get way too hung up on about about yeah. spoilers. Yeah, and Josh, on your part, that's called due diligence, you know. But I was going to say, with a show like Fringe, <laughs> a show like Fringe, you know, we've all now seen last week's, including you, the listener at home. And, um, I mean, I, I, I actually felt it was impossible to spoil it uh, plot-wise, because there is no particular plot to spoil. I mean, what and would you... And now you've spoiled that. I've, I've given it away. <laughs> there is no, Get this guy no out of here. <laughs> What's going on? It's like, yeah, going, oh my God, it's got 3D letters. I can't watch it now. They've ruined it. It's like, there, there, there are things that TV shows do, you know. It's not like it's all going to be brand new to you. And a show like Fringe, like we were saying, uh, what would be in there that would spoil like if we mentioned crazy robot hand lady, I mean mentioning there is a crazy robot hand lady, is that going to spoil it? Well, or? that's that's also kind of the the point uh, that JJ uh, Abrams is making with uh, with with this show is that I, I'm guessing if you can jump into the show at any particular time, then you also can't really spoil the show at any particular time because there's no ongoing storyline no, to no, speak of, and there will be ongoing mysteries that will get solved along the way, but you don't have to know them to watch it week to week. Oh, sorry, have you, you've spoken to J.J. Abrams. I, I've read an interview with him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I just... Giant letters. <laughs> That's all yeah, I can say. Giant letters. <laughs> okay, question three. Which can... Yeah, all these going to be about war. No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Ah, uh, Brett, do you have the CD? Yes. Excellent. Could you please play for us the song that... <laughs> oh, seamless! <laughs> seamless! Can I be Greg Champion? The song that was... The question from last week's quiz. Essentially, we played a song or, or a theme tune to a show, and we said, "Can you please tell us the name of the show that this theme comes from?" Yeah! It's so good. It's like the MSO having an orgy. <laughs> I so hope it. it was written by Lalo Schifrin. It's a bit bullety. Now, if you said the Hanna-Barbera Partridge Family cartoon... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be wrong! I was surprised how many entries we got saying that. I know! But they said that in every week, don't they? Just no matter what the question Doesn't is. Doesn't matter what the question <laughs> no is. No matter what the question is. How about Barry Patrick's going, you know, no. 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 
The answer was, of course, John Richards. Uh, that's the thing. No. Space 1999. That's the answer. That's the answer. <laughs> the answer's not John Richards. It's not the theme. No. John... Oh, I'd like to think that's my theme, but whenever I enter a room, that plays. <laughs> That'd be great. You know, the MSO stops their orgy. They start playing away. The Wawa guitar dude comes in. It's... With giant letters over your head With that say John Richards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> then we go, oh, he's overdone that a bit, hasn't he? <laughs> you know, I, I found that answer on, uh, I looked it up on the internet. Oh, really? Yeah. Someone, someone actually did. I, I googled it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, he googled. Duh, 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 duh. No, no, duh, duh, no. Duh, I, duh, I said, whack, 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 Press enter. It came up. <laughs> Do we know who wrote it? Um, if we quickly go to my website, <laughs> we can find out because it's the. Sorry again. What was that website? It's the so that would be outlandinstitute.wordpress.com. Um, don't put W's in because it doesn't like them. Uh, <laughs> the, not even for WordPress. So it's WordPress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was vintage McQuaid. That was just that, that memory's going to last me a lifetime. I've missed you, Ross. Uh, congratulations to Natalie Brillen, the winner of this week's quiz. She correctly answered space. 1999. Yeah. In that voice, which is just <laughs> extraordinary for an email. Starring Barbara Bain and Martin Landau. Um, the opening, well, what we may, may or may not be finding on the website at the moment, I put up a, a list of, of theme tunes that were too good, basically, for the shows that followed them. Do I need to go into the read more? Yeah, it's the read the more bit. Yeah, you'll find that. Yeah, yeah. And um, the opening credits that I'd forgotten, there's this lovely shot of Barbara Bain in which she shows she cannot turn around convincingly. <laughs> like she actually <laughs> yeah. can't pivot. It looks very much like there like are three Zoolander. There right. are three men, yeah, three men out of shot, like moving around on a turntable, so she can face the camera while her name appears in giant three D letters. He's seventeen. Oh, ah, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Barry Gray. Barry Gray, who wrote virtually everything for for Anderson, all of which, all of which are brilliant, brilliant themes. Uh, so yes, c- congratulations to uh, Natalie. Natalie, uh, I will uh, be in touch with you during the week and explain how you can get your prize, which was <laughs> so it's really, really wrong. I'm going to explain how you can get your prize, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, you just Natalie, have- come closer and I'll give you your prize. <laughs> Take it off. Take it off. <laughs> You're like the Barry White of box cutters. Yeah, you, you remember how we meant we were talking about the chicken bone last week? It's not. <laughs> Anyway, thanks very much to uh, Crumpler, who are our giveaway sponsors. You'll be getting yourself a Crumpler, whatever it was I described last week. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Ross McQueen has three months' worth of pork. Yeah, I do, actually. Uh <laughs> Josh, this question is directed at you. Mm. I, I had a question for each of you, but I, I've uh, I've already blown John's question. In, we 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 talked about it when we were talking about Doctor Who. So right, and I feel so special now. You've got a question. Yeah, yeah, you still got your okay. question coming. Calm yourself. <laughs> Jeez, it's not always about you. Someone hasn't had his riddle. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, uh, have you seen the latest Futurama? Yes, I have. Beast the Beast with a billion, billion Backs, yeah. Yes, I have. What did you think of it? I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than the, uh, than the first one, I think because I was in a better frame of mind to watch a one-hour-long... Oh, sorry, a, a, a feature-length uh, Futurama. 
From the look on your face, you were unimpressed. I didn't like it at all. Right. Not at all. And obviously, Futurama means a lot to me. You know, I I named my firstborn after Fry. And uh, Fry, not my firstborn, but the uh, Fry from the TV show and I apparently, uh, our birthdays are about four days apart. Right. You know, he was born, yeah, four or five days after me. So you're the same star sign? Yeah, it's all. uh, But I. It's all the Futurama elements. It's just not funny, I find. And I know lots of people didn't like the first one, the uh, Bender's Big Score, Mm. but I really enjoyed that one. But this latest one, to the point I have no interest in watching whatever the next one is and the wild green yonder or whatever the the fourth one is. You have no interest. What if it's genius? What if they've been saving all of their jokes for that? Ross will be back to say he was on crack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Someone will probably tell Ross, though. It's oh, really, yeah. really good. It's, it's likely someone will go, have you seen that? It's really good. James, we must keep it a secret. <laughs> okay. Uh, John, you didn't like it either, did you? Um, uh, we've actually never talked about this, but no, I didn't. Um, yeah, no, actually, I, I had this problem with both of them, that if, if they had taken all the threads and just put them as single half-hour stories, I think I would have really enjoyed them. But mm. I didn't feel, to me, that they felt like someone had just thrown four scripts randomly together whereas to me this one felt like it was a, a lot more cohesive than really uh, yeah it felt more cohesive but i still thought it still feel like it, it should have been a bunch of different stories yeah separated out into there because because i love the uh in the first one i loved all the time travel element and the yes. going back and yeah, forward yeah. over and i love the uh whatever the creatures were who uh sniffed out the fortunes I oh, thought yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were all fantastic but there was just nothing in the second one that See, that, just... I think they were a little bit too uh, Hanna-Barbera's The Partridge Family for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, but, yeah, I'd, uh, I, I'm going to have to watch the, uh, the second one again and then maybe do an Adrian Martin on it. But you see, I have, I have no interest in watching it again. That's very unusual for Futurama. Yeah, that is very unusual for you for Futurama. Mm, mm, and That's... it took me about four or five sittings to get through it. I, must, I had a similar thing when I got to the end of the second one going, you know, I really loved the show, but I'm not kind of into this. Yeah. Format and I really kind of felt I don't feel a need. Yeah, again, I felt I felt no need to watch. Yeah. Anymore. So you, are you not yeah. going to watch the episode versions of it when it comes up on Channel? No, 10? but the episode versions I look forward to seeing those. And Channel Ten played them. They're actually just the things split into very strict twenty-five minute yeah. blocks. I thought they were going to be restructured, but they're actually just no. It's just that just cut up. Yeah, just but, part one, two, three, and four. But I thought it? that there were going to be uh, scenes in the TV ones that aren't in the movie, and vice versa. No, it, no? yeah, it looked like they were just just the same. Right. James, your question. Oh, I have a question. I told you I had a question for everyone. Jeez. You That's didn't know he was going to be right. Well, I surprised I, I'm you. I'm very clever. That's swift work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's an ad for uh, Honda Jazz mm. that they've been playing here recently. Mm. It's called Honda uh, Jazz Comes to Town. And I'm getting the impression it's a London ad. Do you know this ad? Jazz comes to town. It's a CGI car driving through London, which does give you an idea that it's yeah, based around yeah, London. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Yes. And they go past, uh, I think it's Nelson's Column Four or square. something. The and, Gherkins in and, there. And, okay. and um, it's got a car on top of it instead of a person. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, and there's a witty yeah. gag about, you know, she's trying to get picked up by this other car. And the yeah. other car says, you know, ah. Oh, you know, do you want to come out for a drink? And she says, I don't drink very much. Oh, not like you, hey? And everyone, all the other cars laugh. Because he's mm. an alcoholic car and that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they showing that ad here? What possible relevance could that have, have had for, have for Australia? Uh, well, I, I, you know, it's so bad, I don't know what relevance it could have even in London. Yeah, but it that's obviously like... cost them a packet to well, make. But that's obviously why, isn't it? 
but it's got no relevance here. Who no, cares but I guess the jazz all, came to London. But it's all uh, they're all recognisable places, aren't they? I don't know. It is, it is rather, there was also an ad recently, and I forget the product, but it was this whole thing about a girl who lived in a castle, and it was all about her living in in um, I forgot what it's called, the Elephant Castle in, in London. So mm. the whole joke is is about this very specific suburb of London that no one here would really give a rat's ass no, about. That's and you're true. going, what's Th- yeah. that is a bit much? What is the deal with all these? Yeah. Yeah. Elephant and Castle is a bit different from Trafalgar Square. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, just I, mean, I, I, I assume it's just a, a money thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if it came to if jazz came to Melbourne and we saw her driving past the MCG or something, but it is, I was that would make sense. The there overseas. are actually, um, uh, I, I have noticed that Nissan's ads, and I don't know why I pay particular attention to car ads, usually because they're so bad uh, consistently. Nissan's ads made here are shown in the UK. Oh, okay. Right. So it goes both ways. Oh, they've got New South Wales plates on. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. And do they just have the little overseas model shown on the bottom of the screen like they do here for foreign car ads? Well, th- I was going to ask, do they have that on the Jazz ad? They don't. Well, how, but, should so they CGI on, so, model show? So I, yeah, so I can go and get a plasticine Honda? Is that, is that what they're saying? Maybe. Mm. I, I, don't, do, I don't I, know if you can drive them, though. They didn't look like they had drivers in them. No, they drive right. themselves. Yeah, they drive themselves. And try and pick each other up at the lights. Well, why yeah. do I want yeah. one of those? <laughs> That's a shit car. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I do one of those with this whole playing of overseas ads. Go, okay, it's obviously much cheaper. You've made the ad. The ad exists. But if it just alienates the local audience, then surely it's not doing... I have a bit of this with the Subway ads as well. We were talking about the randomness to Subway campaigns, the, the sandwich people. His here. name is Jared. He ate the sandwich. Yeah, you know. And, so, so, and we get some of, some of the American ads. We get some local ads. You can tell when they're know. revoiced. And the yeah. American ones, you can tell that they're shot in TSC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, but we get full American ones, like the one with John Lovett, who, I, I, you know, I, I don't think I'm going on a limb to say everyone hates John Lovett. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the whole world hates John Lovett. I think, jo- I think John yeah. Lovett is incredibly unfunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. He, he, killed, seen- he killed News Radio. He shot Phil Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone hates John Lovett. John so- Lovett's in Saturday Night Live as the devil is hilarious. So John Lovett's going, yay, the sandwich, it's from America. It's probably stale. You know, I mean, I, I don't... I don't get why that's meant to appeal. And then suddenly the next ad for Subway will be them singing some appalling jingle at you, which is the current one. Just the randomness of the Subway ads, I find. Have you seen the uh, latest Coke ad that they're showing here? No, which one? It's it's got the history of Coke and it shows all the different bottles throughout the ages and it talks about John Pemberton buying the spices from wherever Oh, yeah, they're showing that in the UK as well. Well, they're showing that here, but they've got... uh, What's his name? That Australian actor doing the voice, you know, uh, from Back to the Rafters. Uh, you know, put it in the pool room. Oh, Michael Caton. Oh, Michael Caton's doing the voice for, this, right. for this bizarre So that out. way it's local. Yeah, apparently <laughs> so. Well, that's- it could only be more local if they got Bill Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's an MEAA thing where if they're revoiced, no, then well, they're okay No, there used to be. There used to be a thing, but there isn't anymore. You can now mm. play foreign ads. It used to be you had to, mm. to, to put a certain amount of, of, of effort work in. But, we wouldn't uh, really take to, to a foreign voiced ad. But we do have them. Unless we, it was a celebrity. We, we do have foreign voice ads now, though. We, we do get pure American ads and that sort of mm. stuff playing just 
Yeah, there are there are quite a few. And then we up get on our- and then we get shitty Australian ads where Australian voiceover artists are trying to put on an American accent, yep. Yep. which well, I think uh, shits me even more. Even or you get ads like the Zavarax ad, which looks like an Australian ad until she's swimming in a pool and you see the Sagrada Familia path go past <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Damn that Sagrada Familia! <laughs> I have to keep CGIing it out of there. <laughs> now. Uh, John, you you were saying off air. Sorry, Ross, I'm going to interrupt your uh, your, your right. question Brett asking. It's yeah, yeah, Brett's question nervously left. await his question. Yeah, <laughs> nice <That's> time. <laughs> oh, I shuffle my papers. John, <laughs> John, you were saying uh, you you were saying off air that these new Microsoft ads with Bill Gates and uh, and Jerry Seinfeld have been pulled. They have been pulled. Yes, um, three hundred million dollar campaign, I believe. Ten million for Jerry. Not uh, just for that. The, I, I've, I've read an article that, that wait, wait, wait. spins it's it not, into the, it's the not Jerry Seinfeld, Seinfeld part of it. Bill Gates. It's the guy from The Daily Show and the guy from Die Hard 4. Come again? <laughs> Someone Come out there the is ads. laughing so much at that ad. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yeah. keep going. <laughs> um, so, so this article was that the Jerry Seinfeld was just to uh, introduce it and then they'll be... I kind of think that does sound a bit like spin to me, though, because yeah. if you see well, the two ads, they do look very much like part of a, of a much longer ongoing um, campaign. Yeah, one of them is four and a half minutes long. <laughs> the, um, the second one is four and a half minutes and long. And surely they, they signed up uh, Seinfeld off the back of the success with the Superman uh, American Express Were they successful? Did they end up making all four of them or did they only ever make two of them? But that's a fair while ago now. And, that, that yeah, is, that and is certainly a the Microsoft time. ad has a, has running gags in it. And yeah, running gags in two is not really running gags. That's just <laughs> a couple of gags. You know, like it's obviously meant to be. And they're very. The thing is, they're very obscure ads. A lot of a lot of people have, have talked about them, but there are uh, there are things that are little pokes at Apple in these ads that uh, just. It are so obscure that unless you knew the history of Apple computers, you would not get these jokes at all. Like it, what? Like uh, this, uh, this uh, all right, Seinfeld and Gates move in with a family in the suburbs to get uh, in touch with real people. And there's this uh, this old woman who lives at the house and does everything. She uh, she uh, makes the dinner. She does the ironing. She fixes the cars. And uh, the father of the family says she's been with us for twelve years. Jobs, who apparently does everything at Apple, has been with Apple for twelve years. So this is, is the old lady's meant to represent Steve Jobs. Are you sure? Yes. That has a bit of a kind of Da Vinci Code kind of feel. <laughs> yes. And this is, this is what I'm saying. That the ads are so surreal and obscure that you kind of go, well, what are they doing? Are they advertising Microsoft? Because they don't, they don't endear the viewer to the brand Microsoft they, at they, all. They don't. And they're obviously trying to make Bill Gates into a kind of warm, cuddly comedy character, and that doesn't really work. And what they're really either. trying to sell with the, the entire campaign is Vista, not Microsoft. But they don't even mention Vista once. The idea is the same to do with trying to make you like Microsoft again. I forget how it was meant to work. I was reading somewhere about, yeah, what the campaign's supposed to do. But, but, but th- no. $300 million. You know, they, they haven't released a... a 
decent operating system to replace Vista. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's going to work. And, oh, and so we just a, went all geek. So, yeah. oh, so there just was a, there is a great <laughs> and now there's, there's a, a new campaign called uh, I'm a PC, which I, I must admit I couldn't even be bothered watching. But there is a, a whole new campaign. So it's like after having released two ads, they've gone and gone. You know what? That three hundred million didn't work. Let's try something else. <laughs> did uh, Did Seinfeld have anything to do with it from an advertising point of view? Does anyone know? Because he Don't know. he was going into advertising after Seinfeld. The other weird thing is Michelle Gondry's name kept being, money. being put next to these things too. And it's weird because if you try and find out if Michelle Gondry actually directed these, no one seems to know. It's kind of like this name that sort of floated around, and yeah, you know, he may or may not be connected. Well, they, to they this are product. they're good looking ads. They they look great, and they're they're really well directed, and and. Uh, I found them quite entertaining. Also, questions going on from my John Lovitz, you know, um, very well thought out and constructive comment. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, Seinfeld, do people still even like Seinfeld? I mean, does he have, you know, show amazingly popular and loved, and that finished, you know, 10 years or more ago. Since then, he annoyed the world with B-movie. And I'm just wondering, is it, I mean, is there a love for Seinfeld? I don't think he's loved. No, no, I. I, I he's because because he's not a warm character. Well, he, well, yeah, he was. He was never loved. He was appreciated. You know what though? On the Emmys, they showed the bit from the contest where oh. George is saying, "I tell you, I'm never doing that again." And they had that whole bit, and it's still after all these years. It's, oh, it's yeah. excellent. It's just right. fantastic. Even then, I mean, Seinfeld wasn't even the most popular character in his own show, was mm. he? You know, no. I mean, Kramer mm. and George and, and even probably Elaine like ranked mm. higher as far as viewer identification. He, he's the one being given ten million bucks to to do the campaign. I don't know. I just I just wondered if if it's yet another sign of Microsoft being completely out of touch well, with. <laughs> I don't think you... Uh, what is the name of the guy who played George Costanza? Just mental blank. Uh, Jason Alexander. Jason Yeah, I don't think you need $10 million to uh, to get Jason Alexander to do one of your ads. <laughs> 10, I, 10 bucks sure. to do it these days. Yeah, but I, I, think he's still, I think he's still uh, too much of a loser. They, they should have gone Michael Richards if he hadn't have disgraced himself. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, yeah uh, that also wouldn't wouldn't have worked. No one actually likes him. No one likes... You know, no, no one wants... I mean, you, you saw how much Kramer did for Vodafone. Mm. There's that tumbleweed mm. again. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Ask Brett his question. Yeah, Ross. So, please. Brett, three years later, 150 episodes. Yes. Is television any better or worse than it was? Oh, good question. Anyone else can jump in too. Because I, I, I was thinking this as I was sitting at home. I'm trying, I'm trying to picture where we were three years ago. I was... I was Thinking about this as I was sitting at home last Wednesday and trying to decide what to watch, and there was a show about toilets on one channel. Kenny. And there was a show about loser Z-grade celebrities being knocked into a swimming pool on another channel. (laughs) And then there was a show about uh, uh, people being sliced open at like 8 o'clock at night. And that's called Wipeout. <laughs> Here's an old man who has cancer. Here's what his insides look like. I, I Enjoy find that, dinner. I find that kind of crap so cynical. Um, that and uh, the Jack Thompson find my family bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got two and a half men wall to wall on television. We've got see see up against that two and a half men is is. Must see TV. <laughs> Emmy Award winning in a ball. We've got Channel 9 promoting, you know, uh, Australia's naughtiest home videos a few weeks back as though it was some lost art as classic. As a one-off, that, uh, which is, you know, I think, that, I think that's, that's a big symbol of where we have come in the last 15 years or... Wh- where we've uh, gone, how far down the drain we've yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Channel 10 are having a new series of Download, which uh, appeals to the huge market of people who love things that are on the internet but are too lazy to look at a computer. <laughs> Is that the uh, Friday Night Games crew yeah. doing that? Yep. Yeah. Um, but nobody watches TV on we've Friday got Night, Jamie Jury and Scott Cam getting into a fight a few weeks ago over an obscure point on whether their shows are actually different or not. <laughs> <laughs> Like I just at, at, at every six months we've got a news article saying oh revenue's dropping on TV isn't it isn't it terrible no one's watching TV anymore this is why TV just mm. sucks well hang on, hang on Ross you I, seem- I, I, are you saying where to blame. Is, is that what you're saying? Hey, Russ is saying, this is my final episode, so TV sucks. TV sucks. It's crap. Stop watching. We're lining up for a, for a classic Ross rant. I think that, I think exactly. That, bring it. Everything oh, no, that was it. <laughs> I think, Ross, everything that you've highlighted there is is about uh, local production. And I think that the international production and, and the storytelling that we're seeing out of the new series from around the world um, has has probably improved or there's there's more of the content at that kind of quality level. Australian content, back to the rafters, it's not bad. Um, I think... I, I, I still enjoy Rush. I, I'm enjoying Rush. Well, in fact, the second episode of Rush was, was a lot less... Okay, so, so, so local production's up a little bit. I think, I think where, drama... Where, where it's actually I think that, drama. I think, I think drama, drama has yeah. improved. Dr- drama has improved because uh, the world raised the quality bar and... Uh, bad stuff just won't get. But we've still got the strip. Past. We've still we've still got the strip, <laughs> but it won't last. It, it won't last. I mean, that's hopefully. Uh, you know, we've also still got Navy Sea Boat apparently. But when's that coming back? No one knows why, because no one wants to see it. The uh, but that, that <laughs> second series of that rated better than the first series, which is quite an effort. Yeah, I mean uh, that, that's that's pretty good. I think obviously the second series was an improvement over the first one. Well, maybe they actually wrote a script. That's I, the first series I hated so much, uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, as far as as far as drama goes, the the bar has been raised. Unfortunately, because that's been raised, the uh, and, and you know television loves an equilibrium, so the uh, the, the balance has to be uh, has to be spread out, and the uh, documentary reality, whatever you want to call it, shows have to go even lower towards the gutter. Uh, and uh, and uh, I think that's that's the way it's going. You know, now there is something for everybody. Unfortunately, uh, there's nothing for anybody in the middle. There's some, something for everybody who loves good stuff. There's something for everybody who loves mindless, I don't even want to ever think about it stuff. Uh, there's nothing for, for anybody in the middle except for the news. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> So better or worse than three years ago, do you think? I say worse. You say worse? I s- Brett? Brett? Always thinking. You want Brett to make a decision? <laughs> what, Ross? What have you forgotten At in the this last point, few It's a one-word answer. <laughs> At this point, better. Uh, come next Monday, worse. With Australian crap top gear. Ah, I think okay. I think that'll be the See, the see I think, point. if anything, uh, it proves that the fight that the box cutters do has to be upheld the fight has to keep keep going even without me oh definitely Uh, and with that good evening (laughs) (laughs) well that was surprising (laughs) (laughs) the world's most dramatic regeneration sequence (laughs) and that brings us 
to the end. Oh, wait. Oh, Ross Ross has turned into John and that's it. <laughs> I should have fallen off a tower. I, I, I'm now in an ill-fitting costume and must change into my new slightly bizarre choice. Oh, does that mean next week you're going to do the Tom Baker, the whole episode? I'll, I'll do the whole episode wandering in and out of a, of a wardrobe. Outfits. Yeah. And oh. finally I'll be in a tutu and a, you know, bishop's hat. <laughs> Look, it's the new me. <laughs> Brett, you've got one minute. That's fine. I, I was just going to uh, check in with James to see how he thought about the uh, feds um, raiding the home of a Canberra Times journalist uh, in a search for uh, classified briefing papers and what that means for journalistic... Um, you just threw this at me just before we, we uh, started recording and I wasn't aware of it, so I don't know all the details. It's I would suggest it's not unusual in any way for an investigation to be launched if it seems that classified material might have been leaked. I think that's probably, as in classified security um, information or documents, mm-hmm. that's very different even from the leaking of cabinet documents, I would think. They take that pretty seriously. Yeah. What was the? I mean, I, I, you know, in general, I, clearly, I have a problem with the homes of journalists being raided by cops, but I'm not surprised. But would, would, would was you it say- the Daily Mail a few weeks ago that they um, kind of bailed every, everybody up in the office and they were going through looking for sources uh, up in Queensland? No, no, no. It was the West Australian. Oh, was it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the West Australian um, newspaper up in Queensland. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I, I would say that uh, security information is right up there with uh, footballers' doctors' files uh, being found on the street. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's very, very important. Almost up there. Almost, with, almost, yeah, almost. Almost, but not there, quite. Not quite. With doctors' files. Yeah. And that brings us to the end. Can I yes, mention... Sorry, James, I, I, you've got pork. No, just a, just a brief comment. I think we spoke about this off-air last time I called in, but if you are not watching The Daily Show, you are not having the US election experience you could be. Yep. Yeah. It here, is here. just unbelievably good It's superb. Right now. It really is superb. Yep. Uh, and John Oliver, bless him. Bless. Hilarious. Uh-huh. Absolutely hilarious. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 150. 150 episodes. Who would have thunk it? 150 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait till he gets to the special Alpha Bravo. Oh, you're in for a treat then. Um, They go for days. He'll be Charlie. (laughs) We're not actually going to do them because we only did them because Ross wanted to do them. And now it's never going to happen again. Never again. Uh, I want to say thanks very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. They give us stuff to give away to you, the listener, like Natalie. Natalie won. It seems so long ago, but yes, Natalie won. <laughs> uh, Crumpler, you can find them at crumpler.com.au and 3RRR are the studios that we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You've got about a week to pay up your subscription if you are pledged during the Radiothon. 1st of October, 5pm, Australian Eastern Standard Time. You can find them on the web at rrr.org.au. I want to say thanks very much to our very special guest all the way 
from Hawthorne, Ross McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see what I did there? I see, see what you did there. That was good. Yeah. All the way from England, James Talia, thank you so much. You came here on, a, on, on the biggest plane yeah. you could. How was the flight? The, the flight was good. The plane's fantastic. It's the, the, the A380, Qantas's first of the new big double-decker planes. They're not a sponsor yet, James. No. <laughs> Stayed intact for the whole journey, then? It, uh, good for it Qantas? It did. It did this time, yeah. yeah. It was good. Um, in the end, it's still just a 24-hour flight, but uh, yeah, it worked all right. But, it, but at least it was in a bigger plane. Exactly. Do, do some laps on the pool? Pool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, so we took a seat at the bar. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, and why the hell wouldn't you? It was hilarious and entertaining, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Please uh, go uh, go onto the uh, boxcutters.net website and click on the fill in our survey link. It mm. says something like fill in our survey. Uh, fill in your survey. And yeah, fill in my mm. survey. <laughs> <laughs> that was butt doctor. <laughs> Zero four five eight. Butt, butt doctor. <laughs> Fill in my survey. Uh, it will uh, it, it will help us make this show a little bit better. <laughs> I mean, better, please. Uh, and if you're on iTunes, uh, write a review. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and just enjoy the show. Give it to people and uh, and help us make it better. Give us your suggestions. Uh, write us an email, boxcutters.net, or send us a text zero four five eight butt doctor. Email at uh, hooray. Oh, or there is a link at the very top of the page God. on the podcast. Whack some coconuts together in Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it eventually. Is that an email link? That is, that is an email link. Okay. It's, it's not an actual email link. It will go to the form yeah, that yeah. people can fill in. Because we did have somebody giving some feedback about uh, the dyslexics not being able to find the... Yeah, all all this information has come up on the video podcast, <laughs> yeah. and and we're there, running out of room on the screen. There is there is <laughs> there is www.boxcutters.net/vlog. No That's right. Thank you very much. Until next week. Actually, it should be updated soon with with new cake pictures. Yes, the, the, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it will be after this episode goes out, and everybody hears about all the surprises that this episode includes. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. James Talia. I'm not here next week. Do I still? <laughs> <laughs> but you are still, Archie. You're still you're currently. Still, you're here. I'm you're currently. Here just say you who you are now. You have been. <laughs> who are you? Ross McQueen. I'm John Richards. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bet. Same. Oh, oh, you, you know what? I, we have to we have to discuss that as well because it's Jewish New Year, and and I don't know. I don't know if we'll we'll, we'll discuss all of that. So just uh, same bet channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.